morning, everybody. Good morning. So, how's it going? Good. Good. Let me ask you: Have you ever done any kind of project in or around your house, or for a business, or anything like that? I know, Mr. Mitch. Has. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, no Let me ask you another question: Have you ever done it without considering what it costs first? That don't always end great when you when you do it without counting the cost, right? You need to know what it's going to cost before you do something. You need to know what you're getting into, how much time, how much help you're going to need, how much money you're going to have to spend, how much materials you're going to use. It's important to know those things. Well, Christ tells us that we need to count the cost when it comes to following Him too. Because I can tell you from experience, you're going to lose friends. You're going to have family members that ostracize you. You're going to have new enemies come up who just want to prove you wrong. The question is, are you ready for that? Are you prepared to make those sacrifices? When we read chapter 14 of Luke, starting in verse 25, we see Jesus talking about this very same thing. He says, now, it says, Now great crowds were traveling with him. So he turned and said to them, First off, notice there are a lot of people who was following Jesus as he walked throughout all of Galilee and Israel teaching. Not all of them are counted as disciples because they weren't ready to make that, that payment in their life. They weren't ready to make those sacrifices. And we see story after story after story of people who do that. One of them being the rich young ruler is a good example if you want to read that at some point. Jesus asks, he says he's doing all the things that the law requires. And Jesus says, well, give up everything you got, sell it, and use the money to feed the poor. He just couldn't do it. So Jesus is leading thousands and thousands of people who are looking for hope. They're looking for the Messiah. They're wanting to know that the Messiah is coming. They're wanting to know for sure that He is the Messiah. But there's a lot of cost that they're not willing to consider because all they're clinging to is hope. They're not trusting in faith. They're not leaning on God and trusting God alone to lead them spiritually. They're wanting a warrior who's going to take the throne and drive Rome out of town. And Jesus comes to save their souls, not their country. And we got a lot of Christians today who are living that same way. They're, they're wanting a warrior to come and run the leadership out of town. But Jesus wants their souls, not their country. And they're not willing to consider that. So Jesus tells them in verse 26, that if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Jesus is telling you to get ready. People who love you will begin to hate you when you're telling them about Jesus. And they're not ready for it. And sometimes that can be 
your own parents, your own siblings, your own spouse, your own children, they can turn against you when you're ready to share Jesus with them. Are you ready to take that burden? And that's what Jesus is talking about when he says, take up your cross and follow him. Now, if you're not willing to take up your cross, the crucifixion and sacrifice that you're going to have to make in life to follow him, then you're not ready to be a disciple of his. But he's also giving you fair warning of what it's going to take. It's not going to be a super easy road the way the world sees it. We're taught all our life growing up, family is number one. Family is the most important thing. Keep your friends close and your enemies apart from you. Some people tell you keep your friends close and your enemies closer so you can keep an eye on Jesus says be ready to be the one that's the enemy to. Be ready to be the one who's shunned from the family. There's no longer contact when things happen in the family because you're living a different life than the way they're living. Be ready to be the one who's cut from the friend list because you're not going to the parties anymore. Because you're not sharing in the drugs anymore or in the alcohol anymore or staying up all night long watching movies and playing video games or watching porn with them or anything like that. Because you're living a different life. Because you're a different person. You're a new creation. Because you're wanting your life to reflect Christ, they're blinded by that light. And they don't like it. Shadows run from the light. Darkness runs from the light. And until they get a glimmer of that light in them themselves, they won't be able to stand being around you. And that's what Jesus is telling you. There's a cost to following him. Be ready for it. Be prepared to pay that price. Don't give up faith. Don't give up hope. Don't give up the thought of being one with Christ. Because every one of those holes that are emptied by family members and friends who leave you will be filled by fellow believers. New family. New friends. You become a new part of a family when you join a church. When you come to a church when you get surrounded by people who believe in Christ the way that you believe in Christ and are willing to share Christ the way you share Christ and willing to reach out to those who are lost no matter what the cost is, no matter how much they resist you. You find a new family in that. You find love and support in that. Jesus gives a couple of examples starting in verse 28. He says, For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, after he has laid the foundation and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will begin to ridicule him, saying this man started to build and wasn't able to finish. There are a lot of believers who didn't calculate the cost of what it would mean to follow Jesus when they got in it a little bit deep and things got a little rocky they started going back to their old ways and all the ones who was ridiculing them and criticizing them for following Jesus started pointing their finger and saying see I knew you couldn't do it 
knew it wasn't real. See, if you're not willing to pay the price and you're not willing to calculate what it's going to cost and still go follow Jesus, this is what's going to happen. Those who are waiting for you to fail are going to point it out to you. Now, that's not to say that sometimes you won't hit a snag. Anybody who's ever done any kind of project knows you hit some snags. There's sometimes a little extra cost. Sometimes a little more work than what you had planned on. You compensate. You adjust your plan. You keep working. We get to what a smart person who's already done the cost before. Let's put a little extra into it to make sure that he covers in case that happens. Sometimes you may take a step back in your faith. You may make a mistake and stumble. But Christ has put a little extra in there to make sure that you still have grace. You just have to ask for it. It's never too late, never the wrong time to kneel before God. Always, always a good time to ask forgiveness. So even if you do stumble a little, He's still there with His arms open for you. And so those people who are on looking, waiting on you to fail, they've got nothing to grasp hold of. Because you know that your God, your Savior, is stronger than anything they've got for you. Stronger than any criticism they can throw at you. You ask forgiveness, you get up and you keep marching. You keep building His kingdom with every word that you speak and every thought that you think to help glorify Him for those that are around you to see His grace and His mercy. And Jesus talks a little bit more. He says, What king going to war against another king will not first sit down and decide if he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is still far off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. You know, Jesus uses the word renounce. A lot of people think that means give up everything you got. No. Jesus says, be willing to give it up. Put me over its value. You know, there's a old song, Lee Greenwood, said, if I lost everything, at least I know I'm in a country where I can just start over and still be free. Jesus is saying, don't put so much value on everything you got. Renounce it, because if I took it all away, would you still follow me? The answer is yes, because a man with nothing in God has just as much as a man with everything in God. And more than a man with everything without God. See, all that stuff can be replaced. All that stuff... It's going to waste away. It's all going to crumble to dust after you're long gone. But God is eternal. Jesus' salvation is eternal. And it's more valuable than gold and silver. All the riches in the world are all the land you can possess. 
So if you put your faith and your trust in God, you say, I trust in Jesus more than I trust in my stuff. It doesn't matter if you give it up or not. It's where you put your faith at. The richest man in the world can still follow Jesus and keep everything he's got. He's just got to be willing to give it up. If we can stall upon And Jesus says, Now salt is good, but if salt should lose its taste, how will it be made salty? That sounds like a strange question, a strange statement. What he's saying is, discipleship is good. But if you lose your way, lose your faith, it's not good anymore. How will you keep it? By keeping your trust in Him. Because Jesus gives a warning and says, referring to the salt, it isn't fit for the soil or for the manure pile. If they throw it out, He said they throw it out. Let anyone who has ears to hear listen. He's telling them that if you find yourself not being useful for God, not allowing God to work through you. You're as good as salt that's lost its taste. You're no good to anybody. Not even for a manure pile. The point is, is be ready and useful for God. Count the cost that it's going to take to serve Him. I can tell you right now, sometimes when you're doing something, it seems like it's going to cost you a lot, but it's worth the expense. Because what you have on the other side is far more valuable than what you're spending on it now. And if it means that a few family members aren't going to talk to me, or a few friends decide to leave me, I'm still going to follow Jesus. But I'm going to cling to the hope that I can live such a life that reflects Jesus that maybe they can see past the light and see the glory of God and trust in Him also. Because I've seen that happen a couple of times. And this sparks some really new and interesting conversations with close friends and family that you thought were lost. Sometimes you don't talk to them for years. So you run into them later and they're like, hey, by the way, I got saved at this church down here. And you can talk to them about Jesus then. And they're willing to talk. And sometimes it's not you that are the one that's going to lead them to Christ. Because you're already too close to them for them to see. And they're too bitter and critical of who you once were. Pray for them be willing to walk away for a little while. When they give in to Christ, you'll find them back in your life eventually. And that's a blessing in itself. So count the cost. And give in to Christ. And be willing to trust Him with the project that's going on in your heart. 
be willing to lean on him as a contractor in the same part of the building. Be willing to lean into him and listen to his instruction as the general who's leading this army through this land of darkness. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings you've given us and the message that you've given us. So simple and so clear, Lord, that we may not always realize when we first come to you what is at stake. But if we trust you and just keep following you, everything else will work out to your glory. And that we may lose some friends or family along the way, but that's okay as long as we keep following you and maybe while they're watching us and criticizing us they will catch a glimmer of your glory Lord so that they might even try even if it's through someone else that leads them to you allow us to consider the cost firsthand before we dive in too deep and give up or give us the strength to carry on when it seems like it's getting too hard so that we can remember where all things come from and what all of this is for. And that it's for your glory, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, we lean into you and trust you so that you can lead us and guide us so that we can be a light for your army. Lord, we ask all this in the blessed name of Jesus Christ. Amen.